Oh, Downton. Downton, I hardly knew her. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hello. It's episode four. Woo. Part four. Oh, part hard. four. Parkour. Part four. Oh. Parkour. <laughs> Sarah Jessica um, Parkour. Um, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> um, of our... Downton Abbey series for Pop DNA. Yeah, we talked about a whole lot of things last week that just popped out of my brain because we record all these in one day. So I just forgot. Yes, we do record them all in one day. Um, Well, you can just scroll back in our notes. (laughs) Last week we talked about, yes, of course, Upstairs, Downstairs, and Gosford Park. and then we also talked about um, the changing workforce identities that we're seeing throughout the series. Yeah. 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 And, you know, just like classism and how uh-huh. capitalism is inherently exploitative. It's fine. It's fine. Um. <laughs> it's fine when my employer tells me we're all a family. That's great. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What is this? The Olive Garden? No. <laughs> mm, um, Olive Garden. Oh Ooh. Oh. I might order some Olive Garden on Uber Eats later. Give me those breadsticks. <laughs> yes. The bottomless breadsticks. Oh, oh. my gosh. And the pasta fajol soup. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I love how we're just like discussing how much we love Olive Garden. (laughs) I feel like we get hungry. Jordan Schlansky would be so disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) We used to, whenever we're together recording, we we order food and it's a whole affair. So I think we get. That's true. I think we've been taught to get hungry as we record. Um, I think so. Well, and I mean, it is kind of, you know, we've been recording for three hours now. I think it is. It is time. All right. Um, But that's okay. We'll just try not to think about it. Oh, I'm always thinking about it. As we do this last episode. Um, Yeah. So, oh, you already, you already talked about what we talked about last time. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so this is our last Downton Abbey episode. I could um, talk about this forever, this show. And we will. <laughs> um but yeah, this is a little this is a little I, I think at the end of every every series, I get a little bit <laughs> a little bit bittersweet. Like I ever except the pirates episode for me too. <laughs> I Come on, dumb. that one that was fun. That no, was it was fun so fun. <laughs> but I just don't like the content. Material. Oh sure. Yeah. <laughs> you just I just don't like Johnny Depp. No, exactly. Years. That's exactly so. what it is. is I um, yeah. no. But Kira Knightley makes up yes. for it, I think. Delightful. Um, <laughs> I love her so much. I know. Uh imagine if she was in Downton Abbey. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh my gosh, she's the queen of period dramas. Yeah, she is. She could, they could work in a little cameo for her. Of in course, the, in they the could. second movie. Come on, fun Downton. little fun little call out. Uh, yeah, if you're listening, okay. go ahead and give her a call. <laughs> yes, give her Hit. a call. Just go outside your front door and be like, yes. "Can I?" <laughs> she just heard that. She's on her way. 
<laughs> she's like, I'm on my way. She's she packed her corset and she's on her way. She did. Cool. <laughs> she packed her corset. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, we, I can't believe I haven't talked about corsets yet. And <laughs> I mean, right? they, they don't, uh, to Downton Abbey's credit, actually, they don't spend a lot of time dwelling on women's yeah, underwear. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is like a weird thing that a lot of period dramas do. We like, they're like, we gotta show the women's underwear we because it show looks funny or something. It I looks don't know. shocking because it's so yeah. different now. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't get it. Um, Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but since, you know what, since this is our last, uh, kind of, our, it's our Downton Abbey finale, yeah. um, we wanted to have like a little bit more, um, wanted to have a little more fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think this is something that we kind of do in general, that like toward the end, we'll kind of talk about like the impact in pop culture that the work has yes. had um yeah. as far as you know things that it has influenced so it makes more sense i think to look at all the details and then show them in other pop culture like it just it makes yeah. sense it's kind of like a family tree of media yeah like, this is what this is what has influenced this work and this is and these are the things that it has influenced I think yeah it makes logical sense absolutely um, yeah um but also like just like beyond the things like that Downton Abbey has influenced and the impact it's had in culture um I also wanted to look a little bit how like uh, one certain way that it has sort of interacted or even clashed with other um, recent works of media and pop yeah. culture. Um, so last week we had a discussion about upstairs, downstairs, and sort of like this idea of showing class, um, the class divide in um, stories like in Gosford Park we talked about, and we talked a little bit about how that class divide is is kind of just taken for granted in older works like in Agatha Christie or in Jane Austen and then how newer works have kind of pushed against that idea of class being you know inherent or inevitable right and I kind of came to the conclusion that Downton Abbey like doesn't do enough like it kind of just it kind of just sweeps class under the rug and is like, oh, no, um, this yeah. family is friends with their servants. Class doesn't matter um, when it very, yeah. very much did at the time and still does for, a lot, for you know, for big swaths of society. But I wanted to look at a few films that are a, a few of my favorite films of recent years and perhaps yours as well. Um, that also take on this idea of examining class divides and um, what that kind of means for culture. Um, so movies that I'm thinking of are, of course, Gosford Park and Knives Out, I think yes. are uh, kind of natural um, natural segues from Downton Abbey. But then also um, Snowpiercer. Uh huh. Parasite and us. 
yeah, um, which are all like sort of like horror movies in a way. We could um, add um, hide and seek to that as well. Oh, okay. Um, I do, I'm not familiar with that one. A young woman marries into a rich family, and then they they all so they have a game night at the end oh, of the wedding. Ready or not. Ready, Ready or, not. or not. That's yes. what it. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. That fits into that as well. Yeah. And I also, so like, we call this kind of like an upstairs downstairs story where there's a clear divide between the downstairs people and the upstairs people. And what I thought was like interesting about us is that this, they're literally upstairs and downstairs because like, yeah, the, um, the, oh, what are they called again? Oh, good. The, the clone, um, the clone people. The um, they they like literally live underground, and they go yeah. up upstairs <laughs> into. Yeah. Um, and Snowpiercer is not up and down, but it's front of the train, back of the train. Okay. Um, yeah. Have wait, have you not seen Snowpiercer? Either? I haven't. I know. Oh, Aaron, you gotta watch I know. Snowpiercer. Watch Snowpiercer and Parasite together are an interesting double feature. So they're, they're, it's the same director. Um, okay. And then, like, uh, so, like, those those four movies, Us, Snowpiercer, Knives Out, and Gosford Park, I think are all kind of in that same kind of commentary space on class and classism. I especially wanted to talk about Parasite, though, because... I first saw this movie a year and a half ago, and I haven't stopped thinking about it. Um, right. It's so stinking good. I And uh, when I first kind of thought of, like, the comparison there of thinking, because, like, Parasite is also literally upstairs and downstairs. I don't know if that's, mm, is that kind of a spoiler? Maybe. It's fine. Um <laughs> But like you have this, you know, like the lower lower class family lives in like a sub basement and then the rich family lives in a house that's like on top of a hill. So it is, you know, with spatially it is, you know, up and down upward mobility. Yeah. So like when I kind of first started to think about like comparing Parasite to Downton Abbey, I was like, no, that's like who's who's gonna who's gonna buy that but then I started digging and I actually found an article <laughs> that oh, was comparing yeah. comparing Downton Abbey and Parasite um because uh, the Downton Abbey movie came out in 2019 which is the same year that Parasite came out so it was kind of a a review of both movies in a way sure um yeah so so this points that this is Michael Burns for Wisecrack. Um, he points out that both of these stories consider the issue of class stratification within very distinct settings. So Downton Abbey in early 20th century Britain and then Parasite in modern day South Korea. Right. Um, and they and they both explore this is a direct quote um, they explore the same fundamental question. Is it possible to transcend your social class? Which I think is the real um, issue that we're looking at with with kind of how Downton Abbey ha- handles class. Because um, right. it's 
because it's like Downton Abbey is saying like absolutely yes like you can transcend social class because uh-huh. like we're all good people and right. we just are nice to each other um <laughs> And uh, so in Burns's article, he actually mentions upstairs, downstairs. Um, he, he calls it um, the upstairs, downstairs problem because upstairs, downstairs explores the dynamic between a wealthy family who lives upstairs, their servants who live downstairs. Um, and he points out that this title has sort of become like almost like a subgenre of media that explores that type of you know, very stratified class structure. Yeah. Um, so just like a quick rundown of Parasite, hopefully. Um, I don't know. Sh- uh, do I? Yeah. Mm, I'll try not to spoil too much. Oh, it's but been anyway. out for a long time. It has been. Minutes. Okay. So <laughs> Parasite is about two families that represent um, the very stratified class structure of modern South Korea. So... You have the Parks, who are the wealthy family. They live in this, like, beautiful, modern mansion that's on top of a hill. And then the Kim family um, is a poor family, and they live in this, like, semi-basement apartment. So that's, like, very visually, you know, representative of their place in society because, like, it's part underground, and their only view to the outside world is this little window at the top of their apartment yeah and so they're um the kim family are always taking on like these little um like these little jobs to try to like make because like none of them are able to you know get a, a good paying job so they're taking on like all these little jobs all the time to try to make ends meet and so they um in an attempt to kind of rise above that and at least just get out of their basement home they end up scamming their way into um, lucrative positions as the hired help for the parks so like the son and the daughter become tutors for the park's children um, and then the the mom of the kim family becomes their housekeeper and the dad becomes their driver and so they kind of like they're i mean they kind of like scam their way into getting these positions, but then you see that they are actually like at least competent at these positions. Right. Um, but they had to like scam their way to, to, you know, get a yeah. leg up. Yeah. So their, um, their plan to kind of like keep their connections with each other a secret um, backfires when they realize that, there are other people who are kind of already sort of quote unquote taking advantage of the parks in this way so the previous housekeeper has okay this is a huge spoiler so plug your ears if you don't want to hear it okay so the previous housekeeper has been hiding her husband in the secret basement of the house and living off of their, you know, the parks have like an excess of resources. So she's been kind of skimming off the top to support her husband. And then, you know, like all hell breaks loose and Uh a a lot of things happen. But yeah, so (laughs) 
Uh, Back to um, the commentary in this article. So he says, Parasite explores what happens when a downstairs family attempts to slowly sneak their way into the upstairs world. Bong Joon-ho, who's the director... He said that Parasite is a movie about the world that most of us live in, the world of capitalism. On the surface, it might seem that Parasite, which is, you know, in contemporary South Korea, where capitalism has made it possible for some people to blur, like, those historical class traditions, it seems like that would be a more favorable setting to transcend one's class than the world of Downton Abbey, which is seemingly you know, this very rigid society um, with hereditary class distinction. But the opposite ends up being the case. There's apparently more hope in a society where genetics determine class than in one where economic prosperity is allegedly available to all. Right. Right. So he points out that, uh, this article points out that um, in Downton Abbey, like one of the themes that keeps coming up is that like under underneath like the rigid class structure, everyone's really all the same. And, you know, all that it takes to like succeed in life and quote unquote get upstairs is, you know, just like being a good person and right. like finding the right path. But right. Parasite shows the opposite. So uh, Parasite basically shows that it doesn't matter how competent you are um, or how smart you are or how good of a person you are. If you're starting from the basement, you're going to stay there. Like, and if you try to, you know, go up the stairs, if you try to, you know, rise up in social class, like you're, you're going to come crashing back down. (laughs) This is a quote from the article. He says, it's easier for an Irish socialist to enter the gates of the aristocracy than it is for a hardworking and clever Korean teenager to join the middle class. Oof. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And that's, you know, like Parasite ends on a very dismal note in a way because it makes it clear that like these you know these poor working class people they're never going to have a better life which you know is realistic but also like why (laughs) right yeah um so I I said this this movie I said this episode wasn't gonna be a downer (laughs) um (laughs) and I really just wanted to talk about Parasite no so good (laughs) If we're talking about any work that has these themes of classism, it's going to get bleak, you know, like it's not going to be. absolutely. And I think that like Downton Abbey's approach to this idea of class mobility, like it takes on a more utopian, rosy view of it. Yeah. And I think that's why it's such, you know, it's such a, it's such escapism is because it, it does kind of gloss over like realities of um, of classism, and you know it's you know like I don't I don't want to like say that like you know I don't want this to be like a political purity test. Like I'm not saying that like we're wrong to enjoy watching Downton Abbey and finding that escapism yeah. there. 
because it it definitely you know I think that there is value in kind of imagining a better world, a more pure and um, e- equitable, I guess, yeah. um, world than the one we live in. But you know, like I, I think you know, it's it's just something that's important to talk about and something that's important to be aware of. Of course, of course, of course. A horse is a horse, of course, of course. A horse. Is, so you've got a divorce, of course, of course. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, there's like a siren going by. I hope it doesn't get picked up by my microphone. But anyway, but to, you know, to lighten this up, to make this a little more escapist. Um, <laughs> yeah. I. I think it's interesting how much Downton Abbey has sort of embedded itself in cultural consciousness. Absolutely. There's like, there are so many episodes of so many things that have (laughs) either parodied it or Uh poked fun at it. Um, Yeah. And I also think like in general, I think, well, I mean, period dramas have always been at least like a you know a fairly hearty genre of media but Uh I think that like Downton Abbey was was really like the beginning of like a huge resurgence uh in popularity for for period dramas yeah um we saw so many things after that that were like I I feel like for for a while and probably like the late 2000 or I guess like the mid mid to late 2010s ish like whenever like a new period piece would come out they'd be like oh it's like Downton Abbey but with blank Uh or it's you know like I think it kind of achieved that status in a way totally Um, and I think it also kind of um popularized an interest in like social history and fashion history because the costumes are just so well done. Gorgeous. Um, and they're like, as far as I, uh, like, as far as my research has informed me, I think most of the costuming is also very accurate. Like the period details are very uh-huh. accurate. So, um, you know, even like, as I get dressed for work every day, I even sometimes want to dress like Anna, you know, like <laughs> I love her like simple black outfits. I don't know. I love that. Like, it's just also nicely done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the hairstyles. Oh, my goodness. Uh-huh. So and good. then when they get into like the so I love like the Edwardian, like the late Edwardian hairstyles. And then when they but they get into like the twenties and they start cropping their hair, uh-huh. I don't, I don't feel like it always looks very good. <laughs> like I don't know what they did. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's like a personal taste thing, but like no, <laughs> some of in season four, some of Lady Mary's like blue suits, I just kind of stare at. Like I don't know if I love that. Yeah. I mean, the uh, 20s was a really, like, innovative time for fashion. And sure. I'm sure, like, there were a lot of looks that just did not land. 
Like, I'm sure right. that was. <laughs> well, like the hairdresser says when Mary cuts her hair to be a bob, the hairdresser says, thank goodness it looks good on her. Some people oh. <laughs> look like, I just saw that episode. Um, yeah. Some people look awful with this hair. So he like makes mm-hmm. a comment on that. Uh, it's a good scene because he's been speaking to her with kind of a French accent. And then the second she leaves the salon, he drops the accent and he just <laughs> says, oh, yes. and thank goodness he lo- she looks good with that hair. Yes. <laughs> they don't all. Yeah. It's like uh, there's a story by F. Scott Fitzgerald called Bernice Bob's Her Hair. You read uh-huh. that one? That's, it's like the only good thing that f scott fitzgerald ever wrote um, <laughs> but, he, <laughs> but i because because it's like about a girl who like she's like popular in her social circle and she keeps saying like oh yeah i'm gonna bob my hair i'm gonna get a short uh-huh. bob haircut and everyone's like no you're not no you're not right. but she's like you know kind of like the bell of the ball everywhere and then she finally does get her hair cut and suddenly everyone's like oh you did it Mm. (laughs) it's a hard haircut it is it's hard to pull off I have to have like a I feel like you have to have a very graceful neck to pull off a short bob and like (laughs) interesting like your face has to be standalone you know like it I don't know how to say that but like I've been in in, uh, I mean the way that the way that we've been socially conditioned leads us to believe these things. Of course. But yes. yes. <laughs> um, in a few musicals I've been in, uh, they've kind of made that joke and they've given us all the same, the same exact like Bob wig. And then the joke, the butt of the joke is you'll see all of these women and some of them look really good at it and some of them don't. And so that's <laughs> like, part of the musical Uh yeah it's a fun one to be cast in and then you're like am I the one who doesn't look good Uh (laughs) and they just don't tell you and you never know (laughs) and you never know and you go on stage in front of a bunch of people and you're like I'm gonna find out now I guess Um, oh I also think it's funny how like whenever you see like 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 the title Downton Abbey has been used as sort of like a marketing Oh thing, yeah, where they'll be like, "Oh, this is the Edwardian era, the era of Downton Abbey." Like, right? No, I mean, let's. I mean, technically, I guess. I but, guess. Like, there are other things that happened in the Edwardian era. Of course, Downton Abbey. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And kind I of think... like how Pride and Prejudice is used in a right. similar way. I think there are people who look to Downton as their history lesson, and (laughs) that's not necessarily, like, there are many people who have written books on this time. Look to one of them. (laughs) Like, this isn't, like, his, his, it's, it's kind of historical fan fiction, but that's okay. We love it. Yeah, it definitely is. And I think, like, that's such an interesting, because, like, that's kind of an an attitude that I have encountered in, like, historical fashion and historical costume spaces where people sort of expect historical films and TV shows to be, like, like, museums or, like, sure instructional textbooks and to have like every single detail be like period accurate 
Yeah. And I'm like, no, like no. this is a piece of entertainment first and foremost. Yeah. And like, sh- you know, like, yeah, you can y- y- like a certain level of like historical accuracy might be necessary for like the world building, but it's all like secondary to like the storytelling and the characters like yeah it doesn't like this is not intended to be educational like this isn't supposed to teach people it's yeah it's a work of entertainment and right that's what we should expect yeah I have a whole soapbox about that <laughs> no me too and like I would love it like I love it when something is historically accurate but I also love to be entertained you know and it's mm-hmm. just like both can exist. Yes. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, I mean, we could have a, a whole discussion about that. Um, um, but I just, uh, I wanted to note, um, like the many, many parody and comedy sketches. Yes. That have been done about Downton Abbey. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you remember Downton Sixby? I don't. You don't remember this? So it was when it was before Jimmy Fallon was the host of The Tonight Show. He was the host of Late Night. And they did like, I think, I don't remember how many. They did at least two um, episodes of Downton Sixby where like like Questlove was like the heir to Downton Sixby because they're in studios because they're in Studio Sixby. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like Questlove is the heir and yes. Jimmy Jimmy is like the the you know the earl or whatever yeah. and they and like um I forget what all like happens but they yeah it's oh, really that's funny. fun I love yeah that. the opening of it was like a shot for shot like remake of the opening you know where like lord grantham is like walking towards the house and he has the dog (laughs) pattering beside him so they did that but they're walking into the studio oh i love (laughs) it yeah yeah you should definitely give that a watch that's funny and then the um i feel like snl has has done another earlier sketch about downton abbey but the only one i could find was the trailer that they did like around the time the movie was coming out. Okay. Have you seen that one? I don't think I have. No. Let's pause and watch it right now. Okay. I'm going to pause. Is this Downton Abbey? Yes. A letter. Wow. The king and queen are coming to Downton. Here? But this is a castle. Well, we'll never pull it off. The beloved television show is now a feature film, and it's mostly about cleaning. We only have 80 servants, butlers, underbutlers, and valets. It'll never get done in time. How long do we have? A year and a half. A.O. Scott says... Were the stakes in the show always this low? Yeah, I guess they were. Sister, your hair, it's so modern. Do you like it? Yes. Exciting for the people who like the show, raves the Boston Globe. (sighs) Miss, we found mud. Where? At the bottom of the lake. Good. 
That's where mud goes. I absolutely love this film, say all moms. I need your help, Carson. No. <gasps> Problem. So soothing, I was on the back of my seat. We'll serve bread. Long breads. Butter. Chicken meat. Slurpers. Nibbles. Little bad cakes. Twice murdered pig. Steak for the horse. And of course, Chicago-style deep-dish pizza. Feels like watching the sunset on white people as a whole. What? Maids. Hardly. I'm happy. Blimey. Potato. Blimey. What? Your Majesties, welcome to Downton Abbey. This has been an ad for the Joker. It's not perfect, but at least stuff happens in theaters now. <laughs> you have, you have to love an SNL. Um like direct spoof you know it's like they're pretty wonderful at it they are um (laughs) down oh go ahead oh i was just gonna say i think it's fun when snl lets itself like make actual social commentary and like (laughs) and i think oftentimes you see that in these trailers and these fake like ads you see them actually make the level of um, commentary that we actually need mm-hmm. um, to create change instead of like a, a throwaway joke here or there, like the joke where they where they said um, it's like watching the sunset uh-huh. on white people. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's necessary. Like that is such a necessary joke. So it's it's a breath of fresh air to when they let themselves actually go there. Right. Yeah. Uh, It's great. I hope that they do one for the, the sequel. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's great. And I mean, Kate McKinnon as the Dowager (laughs) Countess. That's the role she was born to play. Honestly. (laughs) Absolutely. Her shocked face. Oh, it's so good. Just Kate McKinnon as any Maggie Smith character is like please yes pitch perfect, <laughs> or Kate oh. McKinnon as Nick Bottom. <laughs> yes, oh my goodness, uh, absolutely. Um, but then Woodworthy Manor, <laughs> yeah, from How I Met Your Mother, because <laughs> of course Ted Mosby would watch this. Yes, of course. There's also. In Bob's Burgers, Linda wins a weekend away. I forgot about that. I did too until like just now. Uh Um, And like they assign you as an upstairs or a downstairs. Uh (laughs) And yeah, it's that's a good episode too. Oh, I love Bob's Burgers. Watch seeing the world through Linda's eyes or Bob when he's really excited about something is real just uh-huh. so fun because they're both like that's where they have their through line as a couple I think is that they're both like really genuinely in love with the passions that they have in life mm-hmm. so like almost to like a naive standpoint where they're just so enamored with whatever it is that they're really excited about like Bob's gardening or uh-huh. you know what I mean so like <laughs> yeah it's sweet to see them just be sweetly interested in something. And mm-hmm. for Linda, it's it's Downton Abbey. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, and then the last one I have on my list is Downton Disney. Yes. Um, which, 
you know, I personally know the creator of this sketch. Um, And she gave me permission to include the audio in this episode. So we'll go ahead and play that for you right now. Do you want to escape your 21st century life into a world where the British Empire was in its decline? Come to Downton Disney! Here you'll find all the attractions of the early 20th century world at Downton Abbey. Tours of the house led by Mr. Carson. Attend Lady Grantham's flower show. There's always a picnic 24-7. Go on a car ride with Matthew. Walk down the corridor of whispers. It's just a hallway where you hear people gossiping about things. Pretend that you're one of the downstairs staff and you have to respond quickly to the bells from upstairs. Go on rides like the social niceties carousel or a roller coaster that's a metaphor for the emotions that one goes through when unsure if there will be a male heir for your country estate. And everyone gets a hat. Come to Downton Disney. Probably need a different name. So I think that comedian is a genius. So Um, funny. We should really try to get her on on the show that would be be amazing yeah yeah, reach out i'll um i'll see if i can if i can get a hold of her um you guys it's Rhonda. Rhonda you know you ruined the joke (laughs) erin i always ruin a joke it's on our it's on the o'loughlin family crest we're joke (laughs) ruiner um yeah so that's actually a tiktok so you can watch that on my tiktok account if you want it's Rhonda it's talks real about funny. books t-o-k-s about books so and Downton Abbey is Donna oh, Meagle's favorite it. book so yeah there we go there's another another pop culture reference um uh-huh. <laughs> I love that <laughs> April's like favorite book and Donna goes Downton Abbey and April's like that's Downton nada Abbey. and Donna's like Downton Abbey <laughs> Downton Abbey. Except I yeah. think that there is like a couple of books now. <laughs> I'm sure there's there one is. that's like the yeah. world of Downton Abbey and it's about like the real like social history. And then oh. um, yeah, I think there's a couple. I think there's a couple. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. I'm sure there are books. Anyway. <laughs> Downton Abbey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Downton <laughs> Abbey. And this concludes our discussion, or does it? We obviously also took a quiz. Of course we did. Yeah. Of course. We had to. Which upstairs lady of Downton Abbey are you? Rhonda, who did you get? Um, I got Lady Sybil, but we already know that. Um, we already knew that. And I that. would like to note that that is the, the result that I got the first time. Um I didn't have to retake sure, it like I did with the Titania one. Um, you didn't game the system this time. No. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so I'm Lady. I Zoe. got Lady Cor- or I got Cora, Cora, which I just don't see at all. Interesting. I think if any, I think I'm a Daisy, but okay, okay. it was fine. Whatever. Well, this was which upstairs lady, so oh, I don't think that's getting fair. a servant was possible. I kind of see you as like a Mary a little bit. Um, 
I, I, I aspire to be a Mary, yeah. but I have none of her backbone or follow sure. through. Sure. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> That's what it is. No worries. It happens. Um. <laughs> she is my favorite, though. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if we've said we've said this enough. Uh, I've, I could shout it to the rooftops, but watching Michelle Dockery in this role oh is gosh. just masterful. She's so, She's so yeah, good. Yeah, like, at the beginning, like, like she is not likable which no. like kind of makes me love her more <laughs> like Absolutely. please give us more unlikable female characters because she knows my favorite is she knows she's unlikable and she says i don't i don't ca- care I capital d don't care <laughs> yeah. like i you yeah. can like me or you can't whatever oh yeah i appreciate her yeah that's great and I am Lady Sybil, um, and that's actually uh, when I took the the open the open sci- open source or open psychometrics uh, personality yeah. quiz. Um, yeah, it, yeah, like one of my highest was Sybil. I think it was like ninety two percent or something. It's I pretty see, high. I totally yeah. see that. Oh my goodness, I see that. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty great, pretty great. Um, yeah. Also, pretty high up there was um, Eliza Schuyler. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, just you know, th- that's just like my ultimate flex. So, um, I gotta take this quiz. I haven't. Done yeah, it. you should. It's yeah. it's really fun. Anyway, well, that's Downton Abbey. Well, that's Downton Abbey. <laughs> that's Chinatown, kid. Uh, is that? Does it, I don't think he says kid. I don't think he. Wait. Does he say right. kid? Maybe he says. Oh, now I don't remember. Maybe it was. Oh, that's Chinatown. Jake. That's what it is. That's Chinatown, yes. Jake. There we go. There we go. Okay. I was trying to remember which male name it was. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, cool. So. I think yeah. we already I think we already said what we're talking about for October. Yeah. Um we did. We did say that. And if you Shadow and Bone. Yeah, and if you follow us on Instagram then you would have already seen it. Hint yeah. hint hint hint. But yes. Hint hint nudge nudge. Shadow and Bone. Um I get to talk about monsters again, which yay. is everything. <laughs> Books and show. Yeah. yeah. Um. I'm yeah. trying. Our. I haven't tried yet. But I was thinking of um inviting a guest for one Fun. episode to talk about the costumes. Ooh. So I have someone in mind, and I'll have to ask her and see if that'll work out. But that'll be, be fun. fun. Yeah. So yeah, join us next month. For probably what's going to be a significantly sillier conversation, <laughs> I think. I don't know. We'll safe. see. We'll see. We yeah, might we'll be able. To, we might be able to um, bring it back to the evils of capitalism. We'll try. Um, I mean, I'm sure we'll it's certainly there. try. We just have to find it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But um, yes, uh, thank you for joining us for Downton Abbey. Yeah. It was a fun ride. It was continue to make good choices friends yes. keep each other safe please and by now autumn is in full swing so i hope yes. you're enjoying your cozy sweaters and your pumpkin yes. spice lattes 
Yeah. Okay, friends. Well, take care of each other. Have a nice day, night, evening, wherever you are. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. <laughs> Goodbye. Okay, bye.